are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we talk about the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On today's episode, we will be starting a five-week series over the spiritual gifts. In today's gifts, we will be talking about gifts of what we are labeling compassion, and that includes mercy, exhortation, or encouragement, and giving. So, Phil, are you ready to start the series? Yep. So, the first gift that we're going to talk about is mercy. Phil, how do you feel about the gift of mercy? I think it's it's one of the gifts that uh, might be, uh, I guess, not as realized as some of the other ones. Um, I've heard a lot of people who are just struggling with that gift, you know, struggling with whatever gift God's given them, and and the gift of mercy's been staring them out, staring them in the face the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've had a friend who who didn't know what their gift was and we're kind of you do all these different tests and some of those things to maybe get an idea but ultimately you know God's given it to you so we ask God you know what is that gift that you've given me and you know he's saying oh this is what you know I'm good at this and I'm saying you know that's the gift of mercy um and you know he was just really good at really being there for a person showing kindness doing those things um, and really just having patience with people that are suffering. Yeah, and, and that's a great point. I think that a mercy is a gift that would be very easy to overlook mm-hmm. you having because when when you talk about the gift of mercy, you're talking about someone who is very humble, who is very good at ex- uh, expressing humility. So just to talk about the gift of mercy, it, it's... It's kind of hard to describe because it's not like the gift of leadership where you're not a Mm -hmm. strong leader, even though you can be, you can be a strong leader and still have the gift of mercy. It's it's someone who's very gentle. They're very kind. They're sensitive to the needs of others. If you have the gift of mercy, you might be good at knowing when someone else is upset, Mm -hmm. when someone else is experiencing suffering. And because you're good at sensing those things, you might also be good at helping them through those things, but not in a active capacity, but in more in a passive, passive capacity. Yeah. And being able to hear someone and hear their struggles, just be a, a sounding board almost. I, I think, does that make sense? Yeah. I was thinking of different verses and, and I don't, this verse just jumped out at me and it's Romans uh, twelve fifteen. Um, let me read it here. And it's really an idea that everybody should have, but I believe that the people with the gift of mercy can r- really show this verse. And it's rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Um, and it's all about this idea of being there for each other. When someone something good happens to them, you're there. You're gonna rejoice. You're gonna have, you know, you're gonna be overjoyed when when God blesses somebody. Mm-hmm. But also when you know struggles and sufferings and trials come upon somebody and they're in, in the moments of mourning, a person with the gift of mercy understands and, and realizes this verse that they're going to mourn with those who also mourn. So I think someone also with the gift of mercy can really feel somebody else's pain. Mm. Um, and that's why they're able to show mercy. That makes sense. Um, they can they, they, they just have this understanding. God gives them this understanding of suffering that and they're able to do what they have to do. And a lot of times and this is why we're kind of throwing these together. Sometimes, you know, a person might have all three of these gifts that we're talking about. You know, they might have mercy, they might have encouragement, and they might have giving. And they might all work as one to, to help that person in their sufferings. But one thing I always know, and it goes along with with all of these, is that 
this gift of mercy is always going to be rooted in God's mercy. Um, you're always going to see God's mercy displayed in the life of a person with this gift. And I think that's really cool. And like I said, it's with all these gifts. Um, and I think that's really cool. We get to partake uh, in something that's so meaningful to the kingdom of God. Yeah. The, the verse that I had picked out for, for mercy specifically was uh, Ephesians chapter 2, 4 through 6. And, and that's what it's talking about. It's talking about God's uh, mercy. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us, love, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in our trespasses. You are saved by grace, and he also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that mercy that we should have for others or with others, however you want to say it, comes from God's mercy on us. You know, he yeah. sent his son and he had so much love for us that he sent his son to die on the cross for us. And when we should do the same. Mm -hmm. And what I think is important is there are definitely people who have the gift of mercy more than others, but maybe more so than some other gifts mercy is a gift that we should all be trying to practice yeah. mm -hmm. you, if you are practicing mercy in your marital relationship or maybe in a relationship with a parent or a friend or a stranger if you are, can be sensitive to the needs of others if you can listen more than you talk and see what someone is struggling with that's a great way to be mm -hmm. able to impact them for the kingdom you know you hear what someone's need is and you offer just an ear to listen and you are sensitive to what's going on in their life and people are attracted to good listeners yeah and so it's a, something we should all be practicing all the time i think mm -hmm. all right so we are going to be moving on and our next gift is exhortation or encouraging whichever is easier to say <laughs> phil do you want to lead the way on that yeah i, I think this is this is it's up there uh with probably one of the more important gifts in the church yeah i would say that too um if you don't have someone in your church or someone who's not using this gift in your church um your church might struggle um they're not probably going to feel strengthened or motivated to continue to do what god's called them to do this is why the gift of encouragement uh, is so important because that's what it's all about um if you uh, if you look at the greek word for uh, encouragement strengthen is is right along with encourage mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a person that kind of shows the gift of encouragement they're there to strengthen your walk in Christ um, they're there to motivate you to challenge you um, to excite you about what God is doing around you um, and if you have ever experienced a person with the gift of encouragement you just know it you just know they've got that gift we could probably make a list of, of people in our church and, and try to figure out what their gifts are. And I can think of some people in our church that have the gift of encouragement. Um, and I, hopefully in your own churches, you could think of that as well. Because these people really show it. Because they understand that it is necessary to, to build up the body of Christ. Uh, to, to lift each other up. To, to stir one another up. Like in he, what Hebrews says. Um, to onto love and, and good deeds and those things are very important in the church it's also uh, very important for us to grow and we need those encouragers uh, to help us grow to help us grow um, they're all about glorifying God a person that truly has the gift of encouragement are not going to try to bring glory on themselves and not going to try to 
to be selfish or anything like that. None of these gifts are, are selfish gifts. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, each one of these gifts are, are really probably either going to just help your walk individually, but most of all, probably going to help other people. And, and there are lots of gifts like we're going to be talking about for the next five weeks that is probably going to be centered around that idea of really pushing forward the body of Christ. Because we'll read some, some verses, I'm sure, in the next five weeks that talk about the body of the Christ. All the ligaments and the parts, all the moving parts, and how we need every single one of these gifts. Um, and this is what an encourager does. He's going to remind you of those things. He's going to show you those things. And the, and the verse I kind of picked out is First Thessalonians 5.11, which says, Therefore encourage one another to build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. And that's what Paul is saying there to that church. So that's what that church is continuing to do. Um, I will say that sometimes it's not easy. This is why we need the gift of encouragement. If, you, if you're a person that has it, has this gift, does that mean your life is going to be roses, that you're going to have a good life so you're able to encourage? No. Your life is, you're going to have struggles just like everybody else. This is why in most cases a church will have multiple encouragers. Um, they're going to have you know, people who are encouraging because that's what they're called to do. But then you're going to have those people that are really going to seek you out to help motivate you, strengthen you, doing those things that we've talked about. And it just brings a smile to my face to see a person going out of their way to encourage a brother or sister in Christ. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really cool to see uh, a brother and sister in Christ encouraging somebody who might not be a believer to be a believer. Yeah. Um, to show them what Christ has done, to show them what the church is all about, um, to encourage them to evaluate their lives. Because um, sometimes it's not as, sometimes we think of encouragement as, you know, you're skipping down a lane or, mm -hmm. or something like that. It's not always that. No, everything's uh, not always sunshine yeah. and daisies. Uh, it's, sometimes it's, it, there's a little bit of rebuking and encouraging um, that's okay when you're doing it with a brother and sister in Christ. Sometimes we need that. Um, I know we've talked about that uh, a couple of times, mm -hmm. um, this idea of holding each other accountable. An encourager will do that also. Yeah. Um, but I, I really do think that encouragement is, is one, of the more, one of the most valuable gifts that you can get to partake in. They're all great. They're all, they all have a purpose. And each, that's what, I, that's what we're saying here is each and every one of these, if you remove one, there's going to be problems. Mm -hmm. um, and the same thing with encouragement. But, but we'll go ahead and we'll move on to, to giving here. Ben, do you want us to tell us a little bit about giving? Uh, yeah, definitely. I would say that giving is like what we were talking about before we started recording. That giving can be a little tricky because there are a lot of people who would say that they have the gift of giving... And they might to a point, but it's not really tempered just yet. Yeah. So when we look at giving, I would say that it is using the resources or the money, the whatever that God has entrusted you with in order to responsibly meet the needs of other people, whether that is in the church or maybe outside of the church, like what you were saying, using it as an opportunity for outreach. So it might be someone who is more or less wealthy but they don't let that wealth control them. They give back a majority of what they make. You know, I, I read in a book once that a, a man and his wife decided that the largest check they wanted to write every month, wanted to, they wanted to give it to the church. 
And I think that would be a good example of of growing in the gift of giving, making sure that in all the resources that you are given, that you are trust, entrusting them to the kingdom, entrusting them to the work that God wants them to go towards. And, and then when, what I was saying earlier about it not always being tempered in people, I think there also needs to be a humbleness when it comes mm-hmm. to giving. If you are giving to be seen or to be heard or to gain influence, that's not really spiritual giving. Mm-hmm. There's a an accountability and a dependability, but there's also a humility mm-hmm. that come with it. Yeah. Uh, a verse that I picked out for giving was Acts 4, and it was talking about the early church back when everyone was selling their possessions to, uh, to give to the poor and needy, but also to uh, sustain the growth of the early church. And so Acts 4, 34 through 7 reads... For there was not a needy person among them, because all those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the proceeds of what was sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet. This was then distributed to each person as any had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus by birth, the one of the apostles called Barnabas, sold a field he owned, brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. It was just generous giving for the furtherment of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about the gift of giving, I really think that we we see the Holy Spirit move through people. I've had moments where I was like, man, how does that person know that I needed this? Or how did how did this person know I needed, you know, this sort of thing or, or that sort of thing? And, and the only conclusion I could ever draw is that the Holy Spirit prodded them mm-hmm. to, to do it. Whether they, whether sometimes they realized it, I'm not for sure. But, uh, it's really cool to get to say, you know, hey, you know, the Holy Spirit is using me to help others, mm-hmm. to help the kingdom of God, to glorify God. And it all, like you said, that, that word humility, each one of these gifts, you have to exercise humility um, because then they're not spiritual gifts at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be good at it or you might have the, the supply especially for the gift of giving Mm -hmm. but just because let's say you're a wealthy person and you do give a lot um, it's not necessarily a spiritual gift if you're not acting in humility or you're not trying to glorify God with whatever he's already given you I think that's important to say here with the gift of giving but I also picked out a verse for the gift of giving and we you see it throughout uh, 2nd Corinthians um, especially here in chapter 8 in a lot of different places But here in the very beginning, um, it says, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then by the will of God also to us. So here's Paul's describing, you know, this this basically collection that was gathered up, you know, and they were they were under severe trial, but yet they, you know, were still giving generously. Um, and even he even says, you know, they, they first of all, and this is where I think this is the most important part. First of all, they gave themselves to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Then Paul says, by God's will, they also gave to us. 
Um, and I think that, that those two things go hand in hand with the gift of giving. First of all, you're going to to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. You're going to, first of all, give yourself to God. Surrender your life, surrender your wealth, surrender whatever it is. It might not just be money, but to ask God, hey, what do I do with what you've given me? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a person that has this gift. That's the conversation they have with God. Where does this need to go um, to further your kingdom? Um, and, and you know, there's a lot of elements, I think, to the gift of giving. But, you know, that's about as basic as you can get with it. Yeah. And I when I was doing research for giving, something that I saw was that a lot of times people who exercise the gift of giving can be seen as a stingy person or a frugal person. And that's not because they're a penny pincher. You know, <laughs> they don't want to give if they don't have to give or they don't want to buy brand names or get the biggest meal is because they are actively organizing their financial life in such a way that they can give the most to the kingdom or maybe they have their own benevolence fund set aside where they always want to have a five dollar bill on hand in case they see a homeless person or someone who might need it or maybe they set aside an extra ten dollars in their fast food budget so that every time they go through the drive-thru they can pay for the person behind them yeah and and then along what you were saying that it doesn't have to be finances it could be someone who maybe keeps the one that popped into my head was maybe a handyman who keeps a lot of tools on hand and keeps them organized and in good order so that if someone in the church needs them or someone and maybe in their neighborhood needs them Mm -hmm. they can have them they can lend them out they can be like here's this here's that Mm mm-hmm let me give this to you. <laughs> it doesn't just have to be finances, but I, I think humility is key. Mm-hmm. It has to be humble. It has to be not self-seeking. So you might be you might be wondering why we listed these as the gifts of compassion. And I think, you know, with that, with that question there, um, or with maybe that thought, um, each one of these gives compassion to a person whether that's you showing mercy or encouraging them or giving them something you're showing compassion to whoever whoever it is whether it's a brother or sister in Christ or someone who is lost um, and I think you know with these gifts of compassion and and it's so cool to see how God can can really show us things sometimes and I think he does here through his gifts um, just you know with with even gifts that we're going to be talking about in later weeks they just really show the character of god mm-hmm. you know our god is merciful our god is an encourager and our god is a giver um that will never change and this is why yes these are specific gifts and they're heightened to to a lot of you know people who have them but each and every one of these us as christians need to be also experiencing on i would say a fairly regular basis mm-hmm. You need to be asking God, where do I need to show mercy? Where do I need to encourage? Where do I need to give? Whether you think you have this gift or not. Because God's going to use his people when he uses his people. This is why I also believe that you know we can also get a gift for a moment and then not have it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some are a little bit indifferent. You know, We'll talk about that later. But you might at one point just you know decide that you know, I'm going to give my whole paycheck for the week. You know, God has just prodded you to do that. Um, that's a really cool experience. It's going to also teach you a lot of things. 
And maybe this is why God, you know, kind of throws you down that road a little bit. Um, they're all great places to be. I, I really think, though, that we just really get to see God move in, in an, a, a really powerful way through these gifts. Um, and especially through people. We know through his word, he, he uses people all the time throughout the Bible um, in very mighty, mighty ways. And I think a lot of times we fall into this trap of thinking that he just doesn't really do that anymore. But he does. All we have to be able to do is tap into the Holy Spirit and the gift that has been given to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are very powerful. But always remember with your gift, you have an opportunity to show the character of God. Yeah. And with any of these, you get to show compassion as well. Yeah. I, I would say when, when you look at these gifts, and you mentioned it earlier, it would be very easy for these gifts to coincide with one another. Yeah. If you're looking at giving and mercy, you might know a need someone has because... You took the time to listen to them intently and you prayed upon that conversation and then you feel the call to to meet the need that you know that person is feeling. I would almost describe this collection of gifts as like the perfect definition of a Christian social worker. (laughs) You listen to the needs the other has have, you encourage them in whatever ways they need encouragement. And if and when the time comes, you help fill that need in their life. And if that means giving of yourself, then you're willing to do it. Yeah. So so really my final thought with these three gifts, and, and I won't go so much as spiritual gifts as a whole, because like I said, we're going to be talking about that for the next five weeks, or for the next four weeks after this week. But um, I would just say that, you know, if you have any one of these three gifts, um, if you have the gift of mercy, if you have the gift of encouragement or giving, and you're not showing it, think about the opportunities that you're missing out on. I, I, I think about that when you know I ran away for two years from the call to be a pastor. What I miss out on for those two years. Now, God doesn't let me stay on that for very long because I'm, I'm where I need to be now. But um, there's always sometimes those moments. Like we've said in previous episodes, don't miss out on your opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that changes here as well. Yeah. Phil, before we sign off, do you can you think of an example in the Bible of a person who expressed the gift of encouragement? I have one specific one in mind. Um, well, there's obviously lots. I could say the Sunday school answer and I would say Jesus. Um, obviously I would say was <laughs> a good encourager yeah. um, and in very biblical way um, also just with his disciples but um, I could think of Paul as a good encourager mm-hmm. obviously um, I could think of um, Peter as a good encourager and those are very big obviously names but you know just with with Paul getting to to encourage all the churches, while he was suffering as well, is a big testimony to mm. maybe him also having that gift. That's a good one. I was thinking personally of James, especially in in chapter one, when he's talking about considering it pure joy when mm-hmm. you go through you know various trials yeah. and suffering mm-hmm. because it causes perseverance and just that idea of encouraging people on to good works. Mm-hmm. That is what made me think of, and I wanted to ask you that, so I figured I'd do it while we were recording. Um, I also would say that, especially back then, when the gospel was just really going fast, 
um, and was going to all these different churches, I would say maybe that gift was even heightened to mm-hmm. the extreme for the furtherment of the gospel because the the amount of persecution that was happening back then, you needed to be encouraged. When the entirety of the church is being persecuted, you know, in the U.S., we don't experience persecution very much, if at all. Yeah. But back then, the whole church, mm-hmm. they needed that encouragement. That's that's an awesome point. Yeah, definitely. So this week's weekly verse. Uh, is Romans twelve four through 5 which says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Um, so that concludes our episode for this week. If you would like to leave a comment or a request for an episode, you can email us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening.